What up, people? It's your boy, the host with the most. I do not brag or boast. I'm coming to you guys live from coast to coast. It's your boy. I'm Chris Don One, and welcome to another fabulous rendition of Everybody Hates Chris. On Everybody Hates Chris podcast, I talk about relationship, give you guys relationship advice. I also talk about stories from retail, also freaky tales, stories about my life that you can laugh, get a little chuckle on, as well as learn a thing or two, okay? Subscribe to me on all platforms, on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you get your podcast indulgement from. Also hit the links in the description below if you want to check me out on my social handles such as YouTube, Instagram, Twitter. I'm everywhere and I'm all about it. All right. We're about to get into and tackle another life story from your boy. I'm Chris the Don One. Peace and love, guys. Okay, okay. I got a great story to tell. So... Well, I used to work at retail. I used to work at this grocery store that I'm going to, you know, name nameless. All right. So I worked at this grocery store and there was these two girls and they were twins. Uh, one was Angie and the other one was Angela. There was about five, one, five, two dark skin, um, you know, they, they had a, a, a decent ass. And at the time when I first met them, you know, I, I, you know, titties was, was, was average. Okay. So Angie, everyone was attracted to Angie because Angie had the attitude. Angie had the energy. All right. Angie was the typical hoochie mama, you know, the typical ghetto chick. Okay. They gave you that ghetto tone vibe. Okay. Uh, was very excited, very, you know, her attitude can switch on a dollar bill, all right? That was Angie. Angela was the cool, calm girl, uh, the church girl. You know, both of them attended church, Angie and Angela, but Angela appreciate going to church more. Now, their mother, you know, she's a church woman, and it was hard to even, when the mother was around, it was hard for guys to walk up to walk up on either of her daughters because she was not playing, all right? Uh, she was not playing with any of us, okay? Because to, uh, to her, we were, you know, basically nobodies, thugs, dogs, uh, raffle mutts, okay? rubbish all right <laughs> we were no good in the hood and i feel like 98 percent of the time when she was judging a lot of guys that would approach her, her her girls she was right she was spot on all right so angie uh when uh angie and angela graduated from high school you know she got them to start working you know because when they were in school you know, the mom would, you know, allow them to just, you know, just take care of their schooling. They don't have to worry about no extracurriculum activities other than uh, church. Of course, church. But anything else like going to school or being cheerleaders or play, taking parts of sports, she was not having it. All right. Uh, they were fully clothed. They did not wear any tight clothes. They didn't wear no mini skirts, anything revealing. 
All right. So her mother was strict. Okay. So when they graduated, you could tell when they graduated from high school, it seemed like they also graduated in life and also graduated from the part of a big mama can't tell them what to do. Okay. So that's when you started seeing their true colors and their true attentions. All right. Angie, like I said, she was the the, the one that would uh you know that had the attitude, the ghetto chick. You start she started to reveal more. All right. She started wearing, you know, a little bit more revealing reveal, revealing clothes and tight clothes and things of that nature. Angela was still consistent with her what what her mama wishes. Now the mama didn't kick either one of them out, but Angie, out of the two, Angie had a boyfriend. All right. Angie had a boyfriend. And they would, like I said, the mom would let them go to work. So they went to work at this grocery store that I'm going to name nameless. And Angie was a handful. Even at the grocery store, you couldn't tell her nothing. All right. Angie was not having it. All right. She is definitely not a team player. She's all for team Angie. All right. If it doesn't benefit or credit Angie, then Angie ain't going to do it. All right. Yeah, Angie just, you know, was, you know, that that's 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 how she rolled. That's how she rolled. And managers and we all just sort of, you know, dealt with it. All right. As long as she didn't get too outrageous or too loud or too rambunctious. All right. We said, okay, that's Angie being Angie. Angela, on the other hand, she was definitely a team player, cool, calm, collected. You know, if you needed help, she'll be the first one there to help you. All right. But like I said, we were all attracted to Angie because of the type of energy she brings into a room where with Angela, she just sort of just sits in the room. All right. Now, I told you Angie had a boyfriend and her boyfriend was a dope dealer. All right. So nobody wasn't messing around with Angie. Now, we all wanted to, we all wanted to uh, fuck her, but, you know, she was with the, with, with the guy, he, he sells drugs, and, you know, and when you look at the two, uh, the two twins, and they both twins, you can see why we were all fixated on Angie. Angela, on the other hand, she was a slow, um, not slow mentally, but eventually she, you know, was talking to this guy. They had conversations and things of that nature. They started off as friends and then eventually it blossomed into a relationship. Now, Angie's boyfriend, like I said, the dope dealer, he uh, got caught up in these streets and now he's ha he has to go to jail. So he was gone doing his bid for selling drugs. And that meant to all of us that Angie was on the market. We all tried our best. But with Angie, she was already spoiled to the core. You know, uh, guys had to dictate to her. Uh, and the only way you're going to get Angie even interested in you if you know, she's just used to the dope girl life where 
you know, you uh, buy her clothes and give her money and things of that nature. And, you know, like we all would tell Angie, well, if he was doing so good, your ex, well, your boyfriend, if he was so doing so good in drugs, I mean, uh, being a drug dealer, then why were you still working at this grocery store? Now, she used to answer the question where her mom told her to do it. And we can all tell Angie was a, a, a handful. And the mother could control Angie when she was, she had to uh, dictate to her rules under her roof and also trying to go to school. But when she graduated from high school, you know, Angie didn't have no other aspirations. She did not want it to go to college. She did not want to pick up a trade. Angie wanted to party, 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 and party some more. She wanted, her, her mental was, you're the man, you pay the bills, you get the job, and life to me is a party. That was Angie's perspective of life. So, Obviously, when this guy uh, went to jail, uh, she had a lot of suitors, all right? She was definitely for the streets. You know, she would occasionally uh, go out randomly with different guys, but, you know, she would not, you know, be in a long-term relationship with them, more like dates. Uh, and then, you know, if you was able to smash uh, Angie, you was able to... Not too many guys could, could smash Angie, all right? And I was definitely one of those guys that was trying to smash Angie. Now, I thought Angie had a thing for me because she would always talk to me at the workplace. Sometimes she'll see me at school. She'll talk to me at the workplace. She would, you know, you know, you know we had our moments. You know, she, she, she liked to joke around. I liked to joke around. You know, she liked throwing things at me. I just thought that was a sign of... She was interested in me. Boy, I was wrong. All right. Angie did not want no parts of me. So, um, I got Angie, uh, I got, uh, Angie a phone number and I started talking to her on the regular. You know, how she talks on the phone is a different persona than how she is out and about. All right. Angie, you know, and, you know, she would tell me straight up what type of girl she uh, she is and what type, uh, what type of thing she's interested in. Obviously, Angie was not settling down. She was not trying to get married, nor was I. But, you know, we all knew that Angie uh, was just waiting around. She was going to be in this mode until... Um, her boyfriend gets out of jail. And once her boyfriend gets back, uh, goes to get, get out of jail, her and, and Angie and her drug dealer, they're going to be doing what he was doing when he was locked up. Okay. So that was that. We all knew that, you know, if, if, if you was going to try to holler at Angie, you know, it's only going to be for one night, maybe a couple of nights and that's it. All right. So. I thought I had a shot with Angie, did not have a shot with Angie, all right? And what really, um, you know, came, what really made me come to the realization was her sister, her twin sister, Angela. You know, Angela was my inside person in the household, all right? Because she was still living under her mom's roof. Now, her mom was strict. But her mom did not want her to see either of her daughters 
go out there on their own, getting their own apartment and stuff, because she knew that they were going to get pregnant. Cause both of them look good. Both of them look great. Um, and she, and, and she knew that if they start living out on their own, they're, the chances of them getting pregnant and the chances of them getting pregnant by a Pookie or Ray Ray, it could actually happen. All right. So she, at first, when they were under her roof, she would, you know, basically, you know, let them, I mean, we'll let Angie come, um, you know, normally they had a curfew, but she'll skate around the curfew. Cause, uh, you know, Angie would, you know, at first when she was, when they were going to school, they had to be in the house by eight o'clock or nine o'clock. Now they're graduated. They're trying to do their own thing. You know, Angie will come back like two, three in the morning and the mom wouldn't put too much of a fuss, to, uh, a fuss about it. All right. Cause she loved her daughters. All right. She wanted the best, uh, for her daughters and beefing with them there. She's not going to, you know, have any type of influence of beefing with these girls. All right. But uh, what they were, you know, how strict her mother was, it definitely resonated with uh, Angela. So Angela, uh, you know, at the time, Angela was talking to me, too. But I wasn't really paying attention to Angela. But, uh, you know, because I was so infatuated with Angie. Uh, Angela started getting vibes about me. She wanted to start. uh you no know, one, you know, I was more than a friend with her. She would tell me all of her secrets about her boyfriend and things of that nature. And uh, she told me the time where her boyfriend cheated on her and uh, she still took him back. But she, uh, uh, you know, you know, she was she still hurt by it and things of that nature. And, I, you know, I, look here, I'm going to be real with you. You know, I may have the worst intentions. But to me, I'm going to be 1,000% real with you. And I considered uh, Angela a real friend. So I would tell her, like, yo, you know, that's uh, commendable of you to um, still hold on to relationship because most girls would just say that's it and they'll break up and things of that nature. And she's trying to work it out. And, you know, she would go to church and uh, seek guidance that way through the preachers and through her mother and, and things of that nature. Um, you know, where the guy, you know, he, he got lucky. Uh, she didn't want to break up with him. And uh, yeah, he would talk, uh, talk about it, but it wasn't no conversations to mend the heart or agree to disagree. He was sort of just like going through the motions of conversation with her. But she, it, she felt like she wasn't getting anywhere with him, all right? And she would always have doubts about her boyfriend. And, you know, she would check up on him to make sure he's supposed to be where he at and things of that nature. And she still, to this, I mean, still, she had, it just seems like she had something in the back of her head that she still can't trust him, all right? But she still had uh, this feeling about her that, hey, he uh, he did her dirty, did her wrong. Now, she would, you know, they, they would still bring it up. And then basically he would say, hey, look, okay, it's been like a month. 
and you're still talking about it. You know, I'm trying to do my best to uh, come to some type of resolution. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, you know, he would, you know, but he wouldn't go any further with it. All right. Like maybe going to counseling or maybe going to church with her. And, you know, because he was so embarrassed about it because he knew everyone in the church knew about his um, him cheating uh, on Angela. So, uh, yeah. So uh, basically uh, that was that between with their relationship. But she would, you know, other than church, you know, it wasn't like she was talking to a psychiatrist. Her mom would, would always, she would always seek the advice of her mother. Her mother said, just break up with them. You don't need to be with that loser anyway. Angie is telling her, well, you know, there's plenty of fish out, out there in the sea. You know, nobody in the household wasn't really trying to listen to her, but I was listening to her. And it just, I told her, it just seems like to me, by just listening to you, even though you have forgave him, you still have not forgotten about the incident. And uh, it seems like to me, um, all of this would be, personally, I told her to me, would be resolved if there was like an end game to this. But there's no end game to this. It just seems like you're living, you know I mean, it just seems like every day you're living through uh, what took place with you and your boyfriend and you're trying to hold on to it. It seems like you want to be in a relationship with him. Um, and it seems like he wants to be in a relationship with you, but it just seems like he doesn't want to continue to talk about it either through embarrassment or he's done talking about it and he just doesn't like the conversation uh, to resolve your issues and try to encourage um, support and whatever. And it just seemed like you got a lot to say and a lot to do. And she just uh, looked at me and she appreciate me listening to her. She also appreciate me trying to piece it together, trying to, uh, you know, um, help her, uh, to her end goal. And, um, you know, she just kept saying that, you know, he was, you know, basically he didn't, you know, he's cheat, you know, cheated on her. He cheated on the best thing he ever had. You know, she was always there for him. You know, he, uh, I mean, I mean, she was, she, I knew more about him, th uh, than what anybody knew about her boyfriend. All right. So I, you know, like I said, I was just being an ear. So a couple of weeks go by. You know, I'm not paying no mind to it. I thought they have reached their resolution. And she came walking up to me and uh, she said, well, I'm single. We done broke up. And I and I felt I felt real bad about it. I'm like, oh, man, you know, it just seems like uh, it, it just seemed like uh, y'all you, was trying to work, work it out. You know, you accepted him back. I'm so sorry. This, that and the third. And she said, yeah, you know, well, I just got to get back. I just need to get out, get out in the market. because I have never been, you know, you know, I have never been in this type of predicament. And she said, Is it, you know, well, you know, I know that, you know, we're friends and all, but I was wondering maybe we could go out sometime. I'm saying, y'all, 
No doubt. We can go out sometime. You know, we can go to the movies or whatever. So she said, I'd like uh, for you to, uh, you know, take me out to the movies, you know, maybe, you know, uh, you know, get something to eat. I'm like, no doubt. I'm not even thinking about having sex with her. All right. I'm not even thinking none of that. I'm thinking uh, to, I'm looking at her as a friend. OK. And I wasn't doing nothing. I'm like, I know, no doubt. OK. And, um, you know, uh, yeah, I, and I, I said to myself, OK. You need to take a big opportunity in this moment. Like while you, you know, taking her out to the movies and, you know, uh, going out to eat. Maybe you can get some some juicy intel uh, from her because I still wanted to bang her sister. You know, Angie. Angie, I, I wanted to bang Angie. So went to the movies, went to the movie theater. She had a great time. She had a blast. We left the movie theater, went to a restaurant. She was enjoying herself. That was the first time ever since she found out her boyfriend broke up with her. And now she done, um, and, and, and now she done, um, you know, uh, is single, you know, I mean, no, no, excuse me. When she found out that he was cheating and, and, and to the, from the, from the moment she found out that she was, that he cheated on her. To the moment that they broke up. This is the first time I ever seen her this happy. Okay. Never seen her this. I mean, just, just it's like when she smiles, it's like sunshine filling up the room. And it feels so good. And it feels like whatever joy she's having, or whatever, you know, whatever type of joy she's having, she's passing along to all of us in the room. And everybody noticed it, okay? You know, when I took her to the movie theater, everyone was noticing it in the movie theater. When I took her out to eat, everyone was noticing it, uh, you know, out to eat. And she's, I mean, she's in a good place. She's in a good mood, okay? And I, I said to myself, okay, when uh, when we leave out the restaurant and I drive her back home, I can, you know, uh, say, hey, you know, um, what's going on with Angie and try to get some juicy details because look, I, you had a good time. You, you ate, you never once talked about your, your boyfriend. Well, now your ex, you're in a good mood. I'm in a good mood. Let's talk. Okay. I was going to ease this conversation in. All right. So we started, you know, after we left the restaurant, we started, you know, I, I, I was, you know, driving her back home. We we started talking. I just started doing some casual conversation about how her night was. Did she enjoy herself? Things of that nature. And, you know, she was talking and, you know, she was really into the conversation. So I was about to, okay, I done butter her up. Okay, I'm going to start breaking into the Angie talk. All right. So uh, she said, uh, hold on one moment. Uh, uh, she's uh, she, uh, she had a phone call. I wasn't paying attention to their phone. I wasn't paying attention to her phone call. I don't know who she would talk to. You know, maybe lucky for me, I hope it's Angie or maybe her mom. I don't know. So I'm still driving and it was a short phone call and she hung up and she said, can you do me a favor before you uh, take me home? She said, uh, can you stop me uh, on uh, 31st Street? And I know what that said. That's the hangout spot. That's where... The fellas hang out. I'm like, all right, cool. So I pull up. The fellas are there. Everybody's there. 
You know, everybody going, what up, Chris? I'm giving out peace signs and things of that nature. I'm not even thinking. You know, I was looking at everybody, but I wasn't really, really looking at everybody. So I passed through, gave everybody a what up. She, you know, hopped out the car. She said, I'll be right back. I said, all right, cool. So I'm happy, joy, joy. She walks up. And when I, I wasn't really paying attention, but when I looked through my, uh, my uh, passenger window mirror, I noticed that she was talking to her ex. I'm like, oh, shit. I mean, she didn't tell me that she wanted to talk to her ex. And then I was thinking, I was thinking to myself, all right, maybe they trying to get back together. Maybe, you know, after she spent the night with me, she got some me time for herself. She came into the realization that she wants her boyfriend back, you know, and I'm going like, all right, but he doesn't have nothing to worry about because I'm not trying to, you know, and you know, even her her ex or her boyfriend knew I wasn't trying to hit her. I was trying to smash her her, her other twin sister. All right, so she they they talked for a couple of seconds. Everything looked okay, and then at the end, uh, I I I she just walked away real fast, hopped in the car. And she said, all right, you can take me home. All right. And I said, okay, cool. So I'm driving off. I can hear in the background as I'm driving off her boyfriend or ex or whoever, you know, going like, whoa, 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 stop, stop, stop. And then she said, don't pay him no mind. Uh, you know, I just made it official that we broke up. All right. So my Negro senses were tingling. I'm going like, oh, wait a minute. Holds up. You just got through telling me a couple of days ago that y'all broke up and now you're telling me it's official y'all broke up all right so i'm going like i'm kind of puzzled like like so i'm asking like yo what's going on and, I, and i'm telling it is like i thought y'all already broke up and uh she said now nah, oh, we're, we're broke up but you know what i want to know how the how it is on the other side and i'm going like what you what you talking about and then she's saying you know uh, you know, everybody else having their fun at night. How come I can't have my fun at night? She said, I'm tired of living under uh, strict rules and, you know, being the good girl. You know, I want some, I want, I'm a good girl with bad intentions. All right. I'm going like, okay, cool. So I'm thinking she's talking about, you know, going out to dinner and going to a movie with me. I thought that was her bad intention moment. All right. And then she looked at me with those with those eyes and and I like she looked at me as I was stopped I made it at a I, at a stop sign she said do you really want to uh, uh, take me home why do we have to because uh, uh, I know you want more than just take just a movie and a dinner she said won't you get a room and you can find out how much more you can get and I'm like oh shit say no more you know earlier in this conversation remember how I told you guys I wasn't really interested in Angela, I was more interested in Angie. You know, you know, look, my dick get on hard with Angie, all right? But my dick get on hard on anything, all right? And when a girl basically telling you we're we, we going to get our freak on in a motel, say less, say less. So I drove her to a, a motel. It was like a hole-in-the-wall motel. You know, it, the, I think it was like 40 or $60 that night. I can't even remember. 
All right. So, uh, you know, she sat in the car. I got the mo. I got the, the key. You know, I, uh, I can still remember it to this day. The room was on a, the second floor. All right. So we went up there to the second floor. We got in that mug. Uh, I cut the TV on. I'm trying to break the tension and then the ice. You know, it's like this. When when you know you're going to get your freak on, you're not going to cut no TVs on or no lights. You're going to keep the lights off and you're going to head straight to that bed. But this was sort of kind of unexpected to me because I wasn't prepared for this. All right. But Angela was definitely prepared for this. She knew from the go. She knew when she walked up to me a couple of days ago, want, want me to take her out. She knew that this was going to be the end goal. This was her end game. All right. So, um, you know, I cut TV on. Uh, she took off her. Uh, she took off her uh, coat. I mean, her jacket. She had one of those uh, football. Uh, you know what they give to the football players. Uh, one of those type of jackets, the Letterman jackets. So she took that, took that off, and then she started to slowly take off her her shirt. Started slowly taking off her pants. Angela body is banging. All right, I never knew. You know, Angela body was banging, and Angela body was banging harder than Angie's body because I've seen Angie in a two piece. All right. Angela will put Angie to shame. I'm like, Lord, how mercy. Are y'all sure y'all from the same mother? Jesus Christ. Angela body was banging, banging. All right? Bang, bang. <laughs> anyway, um, I immediately turned them damn TV. I, and I, I turned that TV off. And I was like, Teddy P, turn off the lights. And I didn't light a candle. Boom, 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 boom. I turned all that shit off. I just, her body was still, you know, her body was glimmering in the moonlight. I could still see her body even in the dark. And we were fucking. I mean, we were fucking. I, I, I knew I, I, I said to myself, look, ain't no sense trying to make love to her. Cause this is, you know, boy, this is a one night stand. You're probably not going to, uh, you know, see her again. She's probably not even going to entertain this. So you better give it all you got. And I tore her ass up. Tore her ass up. Man, she was getting, she was getting tossed around like a rag doll. All right. I, uh, I laid her on her back. I got her at an angle. I, then I t flipped her. I flipped her like a beef patty. Flipped her. Told her to, uh, to, to to arch that back, smashing that ass, smacking it and shit. Ate the coot. I gave her the whole dealio, okay? I gave her the real deal, holy meal feel. She didn't get, she didn't just get an appetizer here. She was missing something there. She got the whole plate and then some. I was tearing her ass up, all right? And... We slept that whole night, all right? Um, woke up the next morning, you know, uh, I immediately took her home, all right? We, you know, it was like business as usual. You know, we didn't get up kissing or anything like that because we knew this was a one-night stand. We knew what was up. We grown. She got her clothes on. I got my clothes on, you know. 
I was laying in the bed while she was in the restroom. You know how us as guys are. We're not going to take no shower or none of that shit. Okay. We're just going to, we're just going to, you know, just put our, our, our we're going to put our clothes on, walk on out there without a shower. You know, I'm smelling like yesterday's funk. I'm smelling like yesterday's fuck fest that I had four hours ago. All right. Meanwhile, she's freshening up. Uh, you know, she, uh, got out. I'm saying, okay, I'm cool. Um, uh, we, we hop, you know, I gave the key to the bit, uh, to the guy in the office, uh, and we just drove back home. All that stuff that I wanted to tell her about Angie that went out the window. Matter of fact, we barely talked during the whole car ride. Okay. So I was getting kind of weird. I, I feel some weird vibes about it. I said, well, maybe I didn't put my best foot forward. Okay. You know, maybe she wasn't happy with my performance. I'm like, so I just kept, you know, like, you know, like, you okay? She said, yeah, I'm all right. And um, I said, so uh, what's up? I mean, you know, you, you, you're, you're, you're calm, you're quiet. You know, you're not really saying nothing. Like, uh, I wasn't good. She said, oh, you was, you was magnificent. You were great. All right, okay. And I'm think, you know, I wasn't thinking at that time, but when I, when I harbor back to this time in this story, it makes more sense. She's probably, you know, she love the moment, but she's trying to forget the moment. If, if you understand what I'm saying, it's not nothing I did wrong or nothing. What I said was wrong. It's just, she wanted, like she, she, like she said last night, she's a good girl, but she too wants bad intentions. All right. So, uh, that was just a moment to her. She was not going, she was going to keep that to the grave. Now I took her home, dropped her off, you know, cause I didn't want to hear no drama from her mom. Cause I knew she would be probably on that porch, you know, you know, uh, calling me the devil and all this, that, and the third. Okay. Like I, I just didn't have time for it. All right. So, you know, a couple of days go by, you know, it just seems like after we had sex, uh, our relationship at work changed a little bit. She was a little bit frosty to me. Not that much, but she wouldn't hang around as much. You know, we'll make casual conversations and things of that nature. Um, I didn't bring up, the. I, I didn't tell anybody this. I mean, this is the first time anyone have heard this story. Okay, so you know I can keep a secret. So I didn't tell anybody. Everybody would wonder, like, hey, man, are you, did you smash, uh, uh, you know, Angela? You know, Angie's sister. Did you smash her? And I would deny this, that, and the third. And people would ask her, and she would deny it, too. Uh, when it got to her boyfriend, me and him, we done fell off, okay? He definitely knew I smashed her without even asking me. And it just seems like he was, from that moment on, he was a changed man. He was more talkative. He was more engaging with her, begging her back, even offering to marry her and, and, and things of that nature, which they ended up getting married. I was never invited to the church. Even if I was invited to their wedding, I was not going to attend. You know, I just feel like that's a little bit too much. But every once in a while, I would see Angie, uh, and but Angie knew that I fucked her sister, all right, and she would just give me that look. And uh, Angela, we would you know see each other 
occasionally. We would never bring it up. But it's almost to the effect of, you know how when you see somebody and y'all both have a secret and without saying a word, y'all talk, y'all, y'all going through that moment without even using words or anything, reliving that moment without even, you know, starting a conversation about the moment. That's how I felt with um, Angela, you know, but she's a changed woman. She's more of a religious woman. She's married. She has three kids with the same dude. And he appreciates her a lot more. Um, you know, he didn't really talk too much about, you know, he came to me one, like, years after, you know, they're married and all that stuff. He came up to me and he asked me, he wanted to know the truth about, uh, about me and her and his wife, Angela. And I told him, I said, look, dude, she told me she broke up with you. She said she wanted to get out the house. So I took her to the movies. I took her out to eat, but nothing happened. Okay. Nothing happened. That's all we did. Maybe when, and I don't know what happened between you and her. She told me to, to uh, uh, go at the street. She knew you was hanging there. I didn't know you was, wasn't hanging there at that moment. Y'all had a little conversation, then she came back into the car and told me to take her home, and that's exactly what I did. I took her home, all right? You know, I was, you know, uh, you know, it wasn't like, it, it wasn't the fact that I was scared of him because if, if a fight breaks off, you know, I feel like, hey, I'm going to win that fight, all right? But I'm not fighting over no female, and, you know, especially a female that I have, no uh fight in in I don't have a dog in the race okay obviously she was using me for a one night stand to have a good time and that was it and I understood the assignment all right but at that time you know when I was taking her out I'm thinking about trying to smash Angela all right I didn't know I was going to end up smash I mean uh, Angie I wanted to smash Angie I ended up smashing Angela, okay? Um, years go by, okay? They're married and all that shit. Angie is not married. Her boyfriend, uh, in, chrono in chronological order, he got out of uh, he got out of jail. Uh, tried to get back into the drug game. Got himself back. Got himself. Caught up again. Now he's taking a longer bid and he's going to be gone for a minute. All right. During that six, seven year span, Angie is not the same. Okay. Angie did not take care of herself. All right. And, but she was still, Angie was outside her prime. Let's just go ahead and say that. Angie was definitely outside her prime, but she had these high standards. Like she still wanted to be a party girl. All right. And a couple of suckers, a couple of simps entertained her wishes. But the guys that, that get it on the regular, the guys that know the score, the guys that know the game, knows that, nah, you can't get that no more. You are outside your prime, okay? So it was one time where I could, I almost uh, smashed uh, Angie and, 
you know, Angie just, like I said, she was outside of prime. She she was she was sloppy with it. She didn't take care of herself or anything like that, you know. And I was trying to visualize Angie in her prime and still try to smash her, but it it just wasn't. It it, it the I was the mood has long gone. I done passed from that movement. Okay. Uh, I'm not saying nothing bad. I'm just saying I just didn't have those desires about Angie like I did when she was in her prime. All right. Um, but she would occasionally ask me. And I think the only reason why I come, she really wanted, uh, had any interest in me and wanted to, uh, wanted us to, you know, uh, bang was she wanted to know how did it feel because I didn't say nothing. But a lot of the girls knew exactly what took place. Some girls knew that we, we, we had a hotel. Some girls knew what we actually did in that hotel room. And some girls wanted to try out the experience for themselves. All right. Which two girls uh, that I ended up smashing, that I, you know, thought I had no chance in smashing. I ended up smashing them because of my reputation, right? I, the guys didn't know what was going on between me and Angela, but the females definitely knew. I I knew Angela could not, and you know my my you know like my old man says, if you break a woman off good, uh, the females are gonna know, all right? Because females love to talk. Females love the gossip, especially about sex, all right? So I had a feeling that possibly could happen, but I was having faith in um, in Angela saying, well, she, you know, she's a church girl. She's a quiet girl. You know, she, she don't want to, you know, she's not trying to throw her business out there, you know. She's just a good girl, and she wants to have, a good girl that that has that wants an opportunity to have bad intentions for just one night. That's it. No harm, no foul. But yeah, that nah. Uh uh. She definitely uh told the world <laughs> what well, told told the females about it. Uh still to this day, I don't know. I, I haven't seen either of the sisters uh to this day. Uh, I haven't seen uh, Angela's boyfriend in a long time. Well, her husband now. Haven't seen him in a long time. Last time I heard Angela and her husband, they moved uh, to a uh, another part of the state further out. Uh, they have kids. They are happily married. They're more, they go to, they attend church. I think he, he I think he's becoming, I think he is a deacon, a deacon has his own church. Uh, if I recall, that's how it went down. That's the story uh, with Angela and her husband. Angie, uh, she is just, she, she has a kid, uh, not from the drug dealer, but she has a kid from a previous relationship. She's, uh, she was, last time I saw her, she was still living with her mom, all right, with a kid. And uh, that, that's the last I have ever heard of them. I see Angie every once in a while. I see Angie more than Angela. Don't you think that's weird and ironic? You wanted 
the girl that you wanted to bang when they was in their prime, you didn't get the opportunity to bang them, but you bang her sister and you don't see the sister. Like sister done disappeared off the planet, but the the one that you wanted to bang in the first place, you see them you know, every now and again. I see Angie every now and again. All right. Um, you know, and you know, we don't talk about, you know, you know, back then, you know, we don't, you know, every time I do occasional, you know, she'll say a hi, I say a hi back to her. She, she asked me how I'm doing and things of that. And then she'll look me up and down. She definitely will look me, she'll go, she'll look me from up to down, up again. And then the rest of the conversation, she's just looking dead, looking square dead at my dick. All right. So still to this day, Angie definitely wants the, want this meat. Angie, Angie definitely want this summer sausage. Okay. But, you know, I'm just not, you know, hey, look, I'm not saying I'm picky. It's just the the mood's gone, okay? The mood's gone, and, you know, I'm not feeling that anymore. Um, wish the best for her. Uh, but, yeah, that's that's all I know from them. Now, as far as the mom goes, I haven't seen their mother since I... Um, I haven't seen her mother in years. So I'm, I'm pretty sure the mother is still living. All right. So that's pretty much that story. The case of the the twin sisters, Angie and Angela. And Angela had bad intentions and she wanted me to solve to scratch that itch. All right. So I hope you guys are enjoying these episodes. I'm trying to switch it up a little bit. I'm trying to give you all stories, relationship advice. Uh, stories from retail, freaky tales. It just seems like the best traction are these stories. So I'm just going to stick with these stories. And uh, you guys um, hit, you know, comment uh, on my on my X account. I, I hate calling it X. I like it when it was Twitter. Because when it was Twitter, you could tweet me or send me a direct message. But now it's X. But anywho, you can uh, tweet. You can follow me through X. Um, get at me. Tweet at me. Uh, hit my DMs. Tell me uh, things that you want me to talk about. Things of that nature. I'm trying to figure out what you guys want me to talk about. Um, I want it. I want to do a top ten on uh, certain uh, females, particularly in the porn industry. I want to do a top 10 on a lot of stuff. I might do that on the next, next episode, but it seems like you guys are more interested in these type of episodes, but I just don't want to be a one-trick pony. You, you, get, you dig what I'm saying? You dig, all right? So, yeah. Um, I hope you guys are, was thoroughly impressed by this episode. Uh, can, uh, I want you guys to rate, comment, subscribe, share this podcast as well as this episode with your friends, family, and followers. Try to follow me on Spotify. Okay, I have to reach my goal on subscribers there on Spotify because once I reach my goal there on Spotify, um, you know. I, I uh, unlock different things 
uh, as far as the podcast goes. But I, I really do appreciate that. I'm really thinking about doing uh, a, a, a tier for su- subscribers. I already have my subscriber thing set up, but I don't have any new content for my subscribers. And we're going to call that After Darks, okay? So, um, yeah, we uh, I, I got a lot of stuff to uh, talk about. And I hope you guys are are subscribing to me on Spotify. You can still listen to me on iTunes, Google Play, wherever you get your podcast indulgement from, all right? But I'm about to end this. Uh, It's your boy, the host with the most. And I'm coming to you guys live from coast to coast. It's your boy. I will see you guys every hump day, Wednesday. We upload a brand new spanking episode of everybody hates chris podcast okay i'm up out of here and i'm gone deuces outro